You've survived the worst. Trauma, loss, rejection. The reality is, your pain can be a crutch, or it can be the thing that launches you. You're listening to the Purpose Through Pain podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you experience true freedom and breakthrough. Tune in each week as guests share their incredible life lessons from their personal stories and hear from experts who can give you the tools you need to stop surviving and start thriving. Here to help you find purpose through your pain is your host, Joseph James. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another great show of Purpose Through Pain podcast. I am your host, Joseph James. I want to talk today to you about trauma. We've all experienced it in some sort of degree in our life. We may call it pain. We may call it a couple different things, but ultimately, it's trauma. Some of you may experience it as a young child, some as a teenager or even an adult, some in different stages or different levels. But we've all experienced it to some sort of degree. I know for me, it came through a lot of rejection from my father through things that just were never good enough, okay? The constant berating, the constant coming at me, and that's not good enough, that's not good enough, that's not good enough. And so I always was seeking approval. And so with that rejection, it just stemmed into many other things uh, throughout my life, okay? Trauma in the body feels like a strong, agitated energy. Most of it cope with that energy by avoidance, the distraction of things, suppression, the denial, being always on the go or numbing. And so in some cases, I know for me, when it came to rejection, the trauma that I had as a younger kid is I would avoid, hence the avoidance, I would avoid certain situations. For case for me was the moment I would try to ask out a girl, let's just say this was middle school, right? Okay, I would get rejected. And so that rejection reminded me of the same rejection or the same feeling that I received from my father, okay? And it just, you know, it went on a couple times throughout middle school and then even high school, things like that, you know? And I remember for me is the end of the year, you get somebody to sign your yearbook and you get this, this girl for me is get this girl to say, oh, you're so cute, you know, over the summer, da, 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 whatever the case is. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that's my chance. Maybe she does like me. And then I would like, oh yeah, so I saw you write my books. Like, oh yeah, I don't think nothing of it. I write it in all the people's books, you know, or, or whatever the case is. And I would feel that rejection. And so what it became for me is an avoidance. I would cope with that feeling by not going out and asking, not going up to females and asking them out or, you know, to whatever the case may be, however it may have ended up. And that stemmed into all, pretty much the majority of my life until I was married. And then even after the death of my wife, I still dealt with rejection because ultimately I didn't know that I still had it. It had never been, I never got down to the, to the root issue of it. So Human behavior, all human behavior is nothing but an attempt at protection learned in childhood. It might look dysfunctional in adulthood, but it all serves a purpose. For example, keeping people at a distance so they can't hurt us. You know, you may have dealt with trauma in a previous relationship. And so, you know, as you get into new relationships, you may always keep that person at bay. You may always keep that person at a distance because you're so afraid of them hurting you again. Okay. The self-sabotage that where we're uncomfortable or unfamiliar situations. We can get into things like drinking or drugs that help us cope with 
the, the protection inside, okay? Trauma creates core beliefs that protect us in our childhood. And only when we do experience it as a child, that becomes a pattern of how we end up living, for the most part, for the rest of our lives, unless it's taken care of. It's our need to love our parent figure. I, I guess in just terms of loving somebody else and by having that love, we feel protected. We feel protected from that parent. But it also can be where I'm, as a parent, we can also create it where I'm not a lovable person. Something's wrong with me. This allows us to be able to survive in painful situations while still loving other people because our survival depends on it. So it can work both ways, okay? And so when we're in situations like this, we have to know and understand that all that trauma, the end result of trauma is shame. Shame unconsciously has us seek approval. We're always looking out. I know for me, in my current, in my situation, when I, like, I didn't know until I was older that I had rejection issues, that it stemmed from my father, that because of the way I was treated. My father wasn't, even though he was, the things that he was doing brought that on, the root was so much deeper. It was the way I was feeling about myself, the way that I was being made to feel. And so I sought out approval. I sought out approval in him. I sought out validation. And that not only, not only from him, but from my mom, from my siblings, to other people at church or school, I was always looking for people's approval. For me, I would do just enough to get the approval of somebody, and then I would find something else to do, okay? Case in point might have been for me, like I love to study sports. And so at a young age, I really took into sports because that's how I was trying to connect with my father. And I would study, I mean, you know, when it came to the Atlanta Braves, the Washington Redskins, or, the, or uh, North Carolina Tar Heel basketball, okay, college basketball, I could tell you whatever player that played, their home of record, where they were born at, um, what city they were raised in, their career statistics, their rookie year, their weight, their height. I could tell you all these things because for me, it was a way of being accepted. And all those things, I always felt validation and approval for a certain time frame. Because my dad always asked, oh, Joseph, well, Joseph knows this, Joseph knows this. And so that, that gave me that validation, gave me that approval I was always seeking from him, okay? It could also come through external material possessions, relationships, achievements, okay? Status, all right? Nowadays, it's very sought after to have status in social media, having a certain amount of likes on social media, of, of, uh, Instagram, uh, the followers, the likes on Facebook, whatever the case is, okay? Our lives become a constant search for the next temporary fix for our pain. It ultimately leaves us even feeling more empty because all we're trying to do is find things that temporary fix, temporarily fix the feeling of not having shame, not dealing with the trauma. And so when we're going through life, trauma simply healing from trauma simply means returning to the true authentic self. We were born perfect. We were not, not in a perfect world, but we were born perfect, complete, unique, worthy. Healing is remembering those things. I credit my psychiatrist throughout all this. Um, she's on Instagram, or a psychologist, I'm sorry, uh, the holistic psychologist. Um, I really lean on, on a lot of her teachings and understandings through some of this because I myself are going through healing, okay? And when I can sit there and I can remember that the way I was before my dad started acting or before I remember my dad treating me this way, okay? 
or in certain circumstance, circumstances that I felt good about things. That was a healed state of mind. That was a healed state of being. And so I remember those things. So for you, the listeners, it may be something where you've been in a very toxic relationship, whether abusive or abusive physically, or even let's say being in, in with somebody that's a narcissist or maybe an alcoholic or a drug addict or somebody that uh, verbally abuses you. Go back and remember. Go back and try to remember what it felt like when you didn't have all those things. Weigh the two. Which one weighs better? Which one weighs more? Does it weigh heavier in your heart more that you're in a toxic relationship or that you're healed? More than likely, the good part is the healing, is how you walked. I remember years ago, my, uh, my brother-in-law, uh, married to my younger sister, we were flying back from Germany. And I don't know how the, the subject of the conversation came up, but I was asking them something about how they were dressing, how, what they were going to wear flying back on the plane. Now, this was a nine-hour trip from Germany at the time to Atlanta, okay? And my brother-in-law said to me, he said, Joseph, he says, the way you dress is the way that you'll make you feel about yourself. I'm like, well, what do you mean? He says, well, if you dress really nice, you're going to feel very positive, very uplifting. You're going to feel, feel the part, so to say. And I'm like, man, I like that, you know? So I wear a nice button-down collared shirt and a nice dress pants and, uh, you know, some slack or slacks and uh, nice dress shoes. And I wore it on the plane. And, and as I walked through the plane, I remember people looking at me differently than if I was just wearing a t-shirt and a pair of shorts and flip-flops. And nothing wrong with that. Comfort is comfort, right? But that's always been a trademark for me. No matter where I go, no matter what I do, I'll be going to a dog, a dog training seminar and I'll be flying somewhere and I will wear nice dress clothes, not a suit, but a nice polo, Lululemon to be exact, okay? And, uh, you know, nice slacks, nice shoes, because I feel good about myself. So no matter what kind of day that I may be having or how hectic a flight may be, there's something that always brings me back to that memory of the way I dress at that time is the way I'm going to feel. I like to also say that, and I tell my staff this a lot, is I like to be the person that creates the atmosphere in which I want. When I walk into a room, Okay, when I go somewhere, I'm like, I'm going to bring with me the joy. I'm going to bring the excitement with me. When my wife passed away, I didn't want, I never wanted a typical funeral where everybody's wearing black and, you know, everybody's crying and, you know, it's just very just like, oh, I can't wait to get out of this place. So I had my pastor there and I had a worship leader there and we had church. We had a time of celebration. Now, was it sad? Was it hurtful? Did I cry? Of course. It was crying, but it wasn't morbid. It wasn't just this sick, ugly feeling of, oh my God, I want to hurry up and get out of here. You know, we created the atmosphere. I was responsible for creating the atmosphere in which I wanted. And so that goes back to the healing is remembering. Remember how you felt when you weren't in that toxic relationship. Remember how you felt before trauma happened. Remember how you felt before those people said those words to you. Go back to those things. Stop avoiding your healing. We avoid healing by not recognizing the trauma, by not recognizing that the end result is shame, that we seek approval, the validation, the external material possessions, the relationships, the achievement status. Trauma is shame. Trauma creates the core beliefs that protect us in childhood. And that's okay, they're, they're there for a reason. But don't become a victim. Don't run away from your trauma because it happened to you. I like to use the word embrace it because when you embrace it and you take ownership of it, then can you really recognize and say, you know what? 
I am in the middle of this. It's not something that I like and I want to get out, take ownership over it, okay? Uh, this allows us to survive painful situations. Remember, the behavior, all human behavior is, is, is an attempt to protect us, okay? It's protect us from that dysfunctional adulthood, so to say, when we're, when we're children. Keeping people at a distance because you wanna process things yourself is not a healthy thing to do. It's just absolutely not. When you share, when you become vulnerable and share, one, vulnerability brings healing. When you will open up your heart and share with somebody else what you're going through, even in the midst of it, okay? It's very, it's very important. People are like, well, I wanna process things yourself. Well, how's that working for you? Six hours later, 12 hours later, three weeks later, you're still, you're still processing it, right? By sharing with other people what you're going through, okay? Maybe it's just a bad day at work, but when you open up, you open yourself up for healing because when you release those things out, it's like you're releasing all the negativity out. You're releasing those things out in the atmosphere, okay? What does releasing do? It makes room for healing. Vulnerability makes room for healing, okay? Vulnerability and transparency, now trauma has no power over you because you're releasing it. When you release something, it has no control over you. It has no power over you. So stop avoiding your healing. If somebody wants to talk to you about it, even though it may not be the right time for you, open up to them. Take a chance. Find that person and say, you know what? I just need a vent right now. Because I will tell you, any time, and this, this isn't just for me, this is also in studies. When you open up to people, you normally find your answer by opening up. You find your answer to your own healing by answering up. A lot of times we just don't want to accept it because we're frustrated, we're upset, we're hurt, we're, we're in pain, we're in trauma, we're in the midst of this shameful and this guilt. We're in the midst of making excuses for why we've lived the way we, we, we have lived. So when trauma in the body feels like that energy, that agitated energy, think about what you're trying to do. Are you avoiding? Are you suppressing? Are you in denial? Are you in disassociation? Are you numbing, okay? This is why so many, so many of us can't sit still in the midst of our own trauma because we haven't just, we just simply haven't let it go. So I, I just encourage you guys today, okay? And this is something that I had to do that once I realized I was still having rejection issues. Number one, this is what I did personally. I had to forgive myself. I had to come to the realization and say, you know what? All these years of holding all these things in and feeling this way is because I allowed it to happen. It doesn't matter that somebody else was the root issue. I allowed it to happen for so many years because I never dealt with it. I never said, okay, you know what? I can get used to saying, get used to hearing no. It's okay that I hear no because eventually I'm gonna hear that yes. I only need that one yes. A thousand no's, I only need one yes, okay? No, so number one, forgive yourself. Number two, for me, because I am a faith-based individual, I am a believer, is I went to God and I asked for God for forgiveness. Just simple, God, will you forgive me for the years that I have felt rejection and that I lived in the rejection, the mindset of rejection. Your prayer may be something like, God, forgive me for allowing somebody to treat me the way they've treated me. For, Lord, I forgive myself for allowing that to happen. Now I'm asking you, will you forgive me? And watch you start walking through that healing. When you understand that you don't have to avoid your trauma, you don't have to avoid the pain, you don't have to avoid the healing, you will bring healing to yourself simply by sharing and, and being vulnerable and opening up to other people. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope this, uh, this podcast encourages you guys. Please share with somebody that you know that has gone through trauma and grief uh, and pain, whatever it may be ha they have gone through in their life. This podcast is for you. This podcast is for them, okay? 
We want to be able to help you. We want to be able to coach you through your life's painful circumstances. We want to be able to help you find your purpose through pain. I love you guys and stay tuned for next week's episode of Purpose Through Pain. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Through Pain podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to finding true freedom and breakthrough.